0: if we learned anything from week five in the college football world, it's that the more things change, the more they stay the same. Alabama and Georgia are still the class of the SEC and this season the country. Start with Alabama. lot of talk coming from Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. Um, some, in retrospect, perhaps ill-advised comments in the uh, pregame interview with CBS, but in any event, Ole Miss racked up 647 yards of offense last year against Alabama. This year, Bama was up 28 nothing at halftime behind strong
1: defense and a very very strong running game. Yeah, they uh, they they took advantage of the opportunities when they had a chance. Ole Miss, I mean, credit to Lane and Ole Miss. Like they they went for it when they had a chance and, and they needed to and. Too many times they're getting stuffed on the run in short yardage situations, and that's just the guys in the trenches got to get it done for uh, for Ole Miss. And we see 34 carries for 78 yards. Great run defense from Alabama, uh, really not allowing Matt Corral to open it up and, and let loose. Um, and on the flip side, 50 carries for 210 yards. The the Alabama we expect to see, and Bryce Young was phenomenal. Again, despite the interception. So this was Alabama standing strong when they needed to, you know, multiple fourth down stops, multiple stops in the red zone, no less, where, you know, Ole Miss could have opened open the account early in the game and made it a seven nothing start and really put a little pressure on a young quarterback. But the defense holds and then they go on a nice long scoring drive and, and next thing you know, Ole Miss is against the ropes.
0: You don't beat Bama playing scared. So yes, it didn't work out, but you can't really fault Lane Kiffin for going for it on fourth down time and again, which he right. did unsuccessfully three times, kind of in the early going. Alabama was building that lead. Uh, I mean, this best case scenario: if you are, you know, in plus territory, you're trading three points for seven points, and that's mm-hmm. just not gonna get it done with. Alabama 2.0 under Nick Saban. Um Brian Robinson, absolute workhorse, 36 carries, four touchdowns for Alabama, um and I mean just complete control for most of this game. Uh where the Crimson Tide outside of, you know, some early will the Rev score and clearly they didn't and uh that was that, but um yeah, I mean this was a uh so a stalwart performance from Alabama and easily passing their biggest test this season so far. There will of course be more, but I mean, it's uh, it's hard to be disappointed. Though Nick Saban will probably find something.
1: Yeah, it's uh, you know Alabama came to prove a, prove a point, send a message, whichever one of those phrases you like, and and they certainly did so with with some style. Um, and in a game where we were talking at least beforehand about the two quarterbacks, it really turned into the Brian Robinson show. Yeah, uh, he he was excellent, and
0: just the the latest in a long line of uh, great workhorse backs under Nick Saban at Bama.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, in the SEC East, Georgia taking on a, an SEC West foe in Arkansas, who. Has been one of the biggest stories in college football so far. Um, Sam Pittman having the Razorbacks well ahead of schedule, much higher in the polls, or even in the polls at all. Surprisingly, um, two people not really expecting this in, in year two. Big wins over Texas, Texas A&M on a neutral site, and Georgia proved they're just. Completely different animal entirely. Um, Arkansas ran into an absolute buzzsaw, getting shut out 37 nothing, and
1: it really never felt like they had a chance. Offense couldn't get anything going. Uh, defense was just getting absolutely pummeled. Credit to Stetson Bennett for coming into this game and really no drop-off in terms of the offensive production. They, they looked very good, a well-oiled machine. Uh, he, you know, he obviously knows the offense very well having played at georgia and started last season for a little while um but the defense man oh man were they good they they bottled everything up arkansas really didn't have any space on both in the run game but at at the skill positions on the outside they really couldn't find any separation and 156 total yards you are going to lose 10 times out of 10 when you play in the sec let alone against georgia um and of course, I say the week before that I don't see Georgia blowing any teams out and they absolutely blow out Arkansas here. Yeah, I mean it's it's a great gig if you're
0: Stetson Bennett. Come in, only has to throw eleven passes, um, really really leaning on the run game, um, which didn't really need the offense to do much of anything, obviously, since you give up zero points. Um mm-hmm. Samir White, though, getting three touchdowns, including recovering a blocked punt in the end zone. Um and yeah, I mean Bennett is more than content to turn around and, and hand the ball off to any one of Georgia's stable of backs, um, knowing that the line is going to win the battle up front, and on the flip side, the defense is going to win the battle against just about anybody. So it's a very comfortable position to be, um, and this is, I mean, an emphatic top ten win. Um, and you know Georgia has been very good under Kirby Smart made it to college football playoff, made it to national championship game before Tua just ripped everyone's heart out in uh George Nation. But you know, there's still kind of that uh stigma of not being able to get over the hump. This isn't the biggest game they're gonna play this year, but it was the biggest game so far. Top ten test, which I mean they could not have been any more dominant. So very very impressive georgia still even with alabama's performance most impressive team of the year
1: i think is still georgia 100% they i mean say what you will about clemson whatever whatever you make of them that's still week 1 big game that you've got to go in and play and i would take clemson over miami if you know if we're making the comparison between georgia and alabama in the early season so um really impressive win again again from Georgia and the Bulldogs but Arkansas uh it's tough because they're just so far ahead of schedule you you, sh- you expect to compete and I understand it's disheartening when you get blown out like that but when you look at it you know really dig in they, they shouldn't be expected to be at the level of a Georgia just yet yeah and that's
0: that's entirely fair um, also, side note, you mentioned Clemson. We did it as a society, no longer a top twenty-five team. They are, thank God, the first one out. But still, they are uh, just behind the likes of SMU and San Diego State, which is unheard of in the past decade or so. So we will we'll will take that as a win for you know the good of society, uh, Cincinnati taking on Notre Dame in Notre Dame Stadium, getting a 24-13 win. Um, I would say not as impressive as the first two games we talked about, but it would be hard to beat either of those performances. What I can say is Cincinnati's defense is extremely opportunistic, forcing Notre Dame into three absolutely backbreaking turnovers, especially one on Notre Dame's first drive, which I think really set the tone. And after that, Desmond Ritter and the offense were able to just manage the game and uh really keep the the Bearcats in the driver's seat for, you know, much of the afternoon.
1: Yeah, they're not flashy, but they get the job done, I think, is the best thing you can say about Cincinnati. Uh two of eleven on third down efficiency. They did put up 386 yards against a a slightly injured Notre Dame defense. Uh Some questionable plays that that got through. Um, but I think it went both ways as a a friendly whistle in terms of quote, letting the boys play. But this uh this was a big win and we talked about it. The the allure of Notre Dame Stadium brings opponents levels up and uh you know it kind of takes away a home field advantage. There was a lot of Cincinnati Red in the stands for this game. So much so that it was there was no deafening silence when Cincinnati went up seventeen nothing. There was a fairly loud roar of Cincinnati fans, and uh, their defense again just did the job. And Notre Dame cycling through quarterbacks did not help. Really, couldn't find an offensive rhythm, um, and and the run game yet again did not get going.
0: Yeah, Cone, Cone was pretty ineffective. Pine probably had the best moments out of any of the three quarterbacks, but it seemed like any time. The offense was maybe starting to get into some sort of rhythm, consistency. Kelly would switch it up, and I mean that's, it, it's it's big time if you have three quarterbacks you don't have one um, mm-hmm. situation, and uh, pretty much anytime T V 12's coming in um, without getting him, you know, several series in a row, you pretty much know it's going to be a quarterback run. So that takes away any element of of mixing it up in that way or just dual threat ability. So right. Uh, Credits to Cincinnati. We are about a month away from the first CFP rankings from the committee. In the AP poll, Cincinnati is fifth. So that makes you think, um, if you want to be naive, that they are well positioned and will certainly make the playoff if they win out. However, I am fully expecting, you know. If Cincinnati wins out, they should be in the playoff. Uh, If they win out for the next month, I am I am looking forward to the mental gymnastics the committee will do to start them at like eleventh nationally in the first rankings that come out. Because ultimately, the AP rankings usually pretty good barometer at this point in the season. Preseason, obviously, they're a joke, but at this point in the season, pretty good barometer on you know, how teams actually match up, and then you remember that it has absolutely no bearing on the playoff because the first rankings will come out and they will severely disrespect someone. Cincinnati obviously is the the front runner this year, but that's uh that's what I'm worried about. Uh also on Cincinnati to not let me down and to win out at this point, but I'm uh I'm ready to be disappointed by the committee when they uh they
1: disrespect the Bearcats. I think the bigger concern at this point is Notre Dame drops a game in that time frame, and then they point to Notre Dame like, "Oh, the Irish aren't as good as we thought they were." So this this Cincinnati win on the road really doesn't mean as much, and that's that's like their built-in excuse right there. I mean, you can start to make that argument about um,
0: Indiana if you wanted to, mm-hmm. uh, because Indiana doesn't even have a winning record. If you throw out the fact that they have lost to number three, number four, number five. Um, and, I mean, they kind of suck offensively, I'll be the first to tell you, but, uh, like, that's that's kind of what people will fall back on now, because even in the beginning of the season, people were saying, you know, it's the Americans not a great conference schedule, if they can get those two road wins over Indiana and Notre Dame, two ranked teams, then maybe, you know, that makes them look a little better. Still very yeah. noncommittal about whether they would give a right. shot playoff, you at least say all right. Better optics there. Um, but yeah, now uh as we talked about, Notre Dame doesn't have the toughest schedule in the world going forward. Um, Indiana's probably gonna play another top ten team in its next game, and we haven't even talked about Ohio State or Michigan yet. So yeah. It's gonna be a fun season for your boy. Um, just seeking bull eligibility. But um yeah, that's uh it's definitely reason for concern for Cincinnati, but as long as you take care of business, I like as long as Cincinnati takes care of business the rest of the way, if they get shut out of the playoff, then I think we'll see some real change. Because at that point you cannot hold up the current system as anything more than a sham. Yep. Um, so maybe that's the ultimate play. Um, but again, Cincinnati should get in if they win out. That is that is my TED talk. Uh, it's it's a weird year in the Big Twelve. A lot more defense being played, um, certainly from teams that we don't always expect to. Oklahoma State Baylor was the last ranked matchup of Week Five. Oklahoma State ends up winning it by a score of twenty four to fourteen. Most years you would think high thirties, maybe even into the forties between these two teams, but. Uh, Not to be. And I mean, very, very quietly, Mike Gundy has Oklahoma State um, all the way up in the top 12 now of the national rankings.
1: Yeah, they play really good defense. I'm just going through it now. They forced five, three, and out, six, three, and outs in this game. The defense has been superb. They held Baylor to 285 yards. We talked about Bohannon coming into this game, the quarterback at Baylor he's had a really strong start to the year and just could not find it um even even with Spencer Sanders throwing three interceptions Oklahoma State finds a way to win this one fairly comfortably yeah losing the turnover battle
0: 3 uh, nothing and still winning by double digits is not something you see all that often but Oklahoma State's defense was able to play very very well even without generating any turnovers of their own um i mean to take nothing away from Baylor they you know, they showed us who they are last week against Iowa State, still competed hard in this one. but um, I think again, it's a little ahead of schedule for Dave Miranda. Um yeah. you know Matt Rule got out at exactly the right time um, when he had his best roster and his oldest roster, losing a lot of guys from that team. Uh, perfect time to bolt the NFL. so um, I mean, Dave Miranda is clearly a good coach. This is is going to be a good team
1: in the next couple of years, but just not not quite there yet. Yeah, agreed. And uh, Jalen Warren, if we want to talk about workhorse backs. 36 carries, 125 yards, two scores for Oklahoma State. Gundy quietly churning out some running backs here. Yeah, running backs and defense. We yeah. know the it's a
0: formula. That <laughs> is the Big Twelve formula. Uh, some other headlines from week five. Uh, some familiar faces, but first, Kentucky beating 10th ranked Florida 20 to 13 at the very appropriately named Kroger Field. Uh, so, also the first win over the Gators at home since 1986. Um, they had just snapped the 30 plus year losing streak to the Gators in general a couple years ago. So now it is two wins over Florida in close succession for Mark Stoops, who's always one of the more underrated coaches in the country, um, mm-hmm. not to mention the SEC. So Kentucky into the polls this week at number sixteen. How how high do you think the uh, the ceiling is now for this Kentucky team? Uh,
1: the ceiling is the roof, but no. Uh, they really they need quarterback play. They they have not gotten very much from Will Levis yet this year. 8 inter- or 8 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, just under 1000 yards through 5 games. Really not going to get it done. They're heavily reliant on the defense, which is fine to an extent, but we've seen this seemingly every year since they they've become relevant in the past 5 or so. Offense has been really a huge struggle for them, especially the quarterback position. Yeah, I've
0: been heavily relying on Chris Rodriguez, but to be fair, he might be the best running back in the SEC or at least in that conversation, which is no small feat given the names that we throw out there week in and week out. Mm-hmm. Also, Wandale Robinson over from Nebraska to make some plays. So Levis has the weapons, it's just kind of putting it all together. And here's the other thing like the the schedule to before Florida was not anything to write home about, but now that you have a win against Florida, if they can knock off l s u also at home this week, there is a real path to eleven and one, yeah for kentucky football um I something will probably happen, but this is uh this is a very similar make of the team that uh you know went out and uh Made it to a New Year Six Bowl just a few years ago with Benny Snell, the workhorse back, and a, a very, very strong defense, uh, headlined by Josh Allen and others. So, the blueprint is there for Mark Stoops, um, but you know, you you can almost certainly write off the road game at Georgia as a loss. But other than that, a lot of a uh, lot of extremely winnable games on that slate. So that's that's something to keep an eye on down the stretch.
1: The pleasures of being in the SEC East. Yeah, seriously. Um, Speaking of
0: LSU, Bo Nix, Bo Nix getting the uh, the road win at LSU, battle of the Tigers, Um, and I mean, incredibly, like it's still very early. We're not even halfway through the regular season, but it seems like the uh, the Bo Nix team, where the least was expected, might end up being his most successful
1: take the pressure off a guy, and sometimes you can really see him flourish. I say that tongue-in-cheek because he certainly has not flourished this year, but some of the highlights from this LSU game were just truly incredible. I mean, he he does so much to extend plays and keep plays alive and, and keeps his eyes downfield to to find an open receiver, and that those plays ended up winning them this game. He was not very efficient. He was 23 of 44 for 255 yards, which is pretty much on par with what I expect to see when I see a bonix stat line but especially when you consider uh you know they're getting five five and a half yards of carry you, you'd think you'd see a little more but I think at this point we've just got to lower our expectations on bonix and if he wins games he wins games
0: yeah and adding another 74 yards on the ground so just doing just enough um, to keep that uh dual threat reputation alive but yeah I mean they're just the the one highlight which was just playing backyard football um ending up in a touchdown is uh i think a very very good summation of bonix's career and yeah you know, at his best it still looks like it's a little unhinged mm-hmm. um, but sometimes it might work out in the end but yeah i mean this is uh like auburn is a top 20 team only lost to uh penn state who, as we mentioned, up to number four in the polls. That, uh, that, that's that that got to make Brian Harson feel good through the early going. Of course, three straight games against ranked opponents after this, so it's going to get challenging soon, starting with uh, Georgia, who you may have heard is no slouch, but yes, for now, something to be excited about. Uh, lastly, we have not talked about the Pac-12 yet, so obligatory mention. UCLA, the uh, they they may truly be extremely fraudulent. We're um, pulling
1: out the the fraud stamp because I've got
0: another team that deserves the fraud I'd, stamp. I think fraud stamp like Arizona State absolutely shellacked them so much so that they were twentieth in last week's poll. They got a single vote in this week's poll, so they <laughs> <laughs> convinced just about everyone that they are. Absolutely not to be trusted.
1: And and Arizona State is a team that's been ranked this year that people yeah. might forget since since the Sun Devils don't have the, the number by their name. And their only loss is BYU. So uh really showing what people think about UCLA.
0: Yeah, especially to do that at home too. It's just uh very, very bad optics all around. But shout out Terminator. Now he's got the boys back in the uh the top twenty five, so See if they can stay there because it is uh it's not looking great um for for the Pac twelve after Oregon um had its annual slay the fraud stamp on Oregon. <laughs> annual way closer than it should have been game against Stanford, ending up in a loss this year. Um so it just Stanford is just a a perplexing team but we're we're just <laughs> a you're just giant taking killer. The, yeah, you're just taking this to uh
1: to slap the fraud label on oregon and and one of our favorite teams uh since since our friend good friend left texas a and m oh yeah finally yeah, i i mean i just not even on my radar anymore
0: but <laughs> um oregon just Finding a way to lose that game against all odds was remarkable, and now the uh, one of those two teams, Oregon or Ohio State, is going to get in over Cincinnati, some undefeated Cincinnati somehow. And I'm going to break yes. things, but um, especially Ohio State. I, that's that's the team I'm, I'm most worried about. But um, yeah, A and M people, and by people I mean A and M fans, will try to. Blame all of this on their starting quarterback going down, but I mean the the problems extend far beyond that. If you are losing games to the likes of Mississippi State, no disrespect to Mike Leach, who is a wizard, but the SEC has not been kind to him thus far. Um, and so far, it has said far more about the team that loses to. Mike Leach in Mississippi State that it has against the Bulldogs CLSU last year. Um, so yeah, this was when we talk about teams as we did last week, expecting to have, you know historically good seasons, this was labeled in the preseason by many as the year that A could get over the hump, beat Alabama, finish above Alabama, potentially, um, and maybe win an SEC title. But that's not happening.
1: No, not at all. They they were where is the number? They were outgained four thirty eight to three twenty six in this game. Four hundred and eight of the four hundred thirty eight yards Mississippi State had were through the air, as should be expected. Will Rogers threw the ball fifty nine times, and still, a And M couldn't figure it out.
0: Yeah, that's you never know what uh, what Mike Leach's offense is going to do. Really, really mix it up well. You don't know it until you know it. Uh, so, looking ahead to week six, a lot of scenes that we have talked about so far. Let's start at the top: Georgia at Auburn. Any chance for Bonics here? No,
1: the Auburns. Auburns not good enough. They don't have the weapons. If they can get a more consistent run game going, I believe they can keep it close. But after I just saw what what Georgia did to Arkansas, and I will also go out and say I think Auburn is better than Arkansas. Um, oh. So I think this will be a closer game, but I think Georgia runs away with this one. They they did a few things in this game that I didn't expect to see. The run game looked good. Doesn't matter if JT Daniels is playing or not. I think the Auburn defense is better than Arkansas, so it'll be a, bit, of a cha- bit more of a challenge. But at the end of the day, I think they win this one comfortably.
0: Yeah, they they really need to get uh, Tank Bigsby going again. Broke over a hundred yards the first three games of the season, including against Penn State. But he's combined for eighty-seven over the last two. That's not going to be enough to take the pressure off of uh, Bo Nix, especially against the Georgia defense that's licking its chops. Mm-hmm. I I think you know Arkansas looked absolutely anemic last week. I think at worst they are the third best team in the uh, SEC West and. More on that later, but okay. Um, I I can't put my faith in Auburn. Certainly can't in LSU. Um, after Auburn just beat them on the road, so um, I'm I'm going to go Georgia. Um, I think they are just as much, if not. Well, that was going to be a horribly phrased sentence from an English perspective, but I, I think the gap. <laughs> The gap between Georgia and Auburn is much, much bigger than the gap between Georgia and Arkansas, but I don't think it's going to be another 37-point shutout. I think it'll be a little more competitive, um, but I think Georgia still wins this by you know double digits. Top 5 matchup in the Big Ten, not involving Ohio State. Stop the presses. Penn State at Iowa. Um, I mean both teams of course ranked in the preseason, but they have both shot up in the polls thanks to some dominating performances and in Penn State's case getting a an early win over a ranked team before we all figured out that Wisconsin were actually a very <laughs> fraudulent team. Uh Auburn's still ranked though, so that that win carries some weight still. Yeah. Um
1: who are you liking here? This is going to be a tight one. I will give Penn State credit in that they have played very well this year. They are much better than I had have basically have the entire year given them credit for. Um so credit to me for being the bigger man and admitting that. But Iowa is going to win this game. Uh home field definitely matters in this one. I think um uh, this is this is going to be a low scoring game, probably under 20. Um 20 to 17, maybe somewhere in that range. I think a late field goal wins it. It's going to be back and forward. A lot of defense. Um, we've seen both of these teams play pretty strong defense this year. Iowa's offense clicked last week against Maryland. Now I know it's Maryland. Maryland has improved, but they're certainly not near Penn State. If we can see shadows of that this week, I think they can win this game pretty easily. But I, I expect a regression to the mean and for them to win this one in a uh, in a tight, low scoring game, yeah, that was on me
0: thinking Maryland could cover. That was uh, it's the first day of October, and Maryland is without question the best September team um, yep. over the last five years or so. Um, yeah, the the moment was too big for them, but made me feel better about other teams matching up against Iowa and getting embarrassed. Um, I think Iowa's defense is going to feast; they're going to generate turnovers. Against Penn State and Sean Clifford, um, and ultimately it doesn't matter too much, you know, whether or not Iowa's offense has a great game because I feel like they're going to be given multiple short fields and will just take advantage of the opportunities they're given, um, especially at home. I, I think Iowa takes this one.
1: Agreed. I, I mean, this isn't Happy Valley a whiteout. I probably flip my pick.
0: Maybe, perhaps. Um, maybe. Red River Rivalry, Oklahoma, Texas. Both teams ranked now after Texas's slip up earlier in the season to a certain team from Arkansas. Um, they're back in the polls. Had a close call against TCU last week. Oklahoma had a close call of their own against Kansas State last week. So, both coming in here a little. Shaken, but ultimately undeterred from last week.
1: Maybe like here. Uh can we also just quickly say that it is a crime that this is game day before uh before we get too deep into it? I, I can't believe they're they're gonna pass up Penn State at Iowa. But anyways, um I will take Oklahoma. This honestly, I don't even want to watch this game. <laughs> this game is between two teams that annoy the hell out of me. Spencer Rattler has been maddening, maddeningly inconsistent this season. Um, Texas really has been Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, if you will, throughout the year. And I I genuinely don't know what we're going to see. Rivalry games pretty often. You can throw out the record books or whatever the saying is, and it should be close. I think this one will be close. I think it'll be pretty high scoring. I'm going to take Oklahoma because I think they've got the offense, and more importantly, the run game to get it done because they shouldn't be relying so much on Spencer Rattler after what we've seen so far this season. What I'm going to say is,
0: uh, and this, this is not saying I agree with it, but my guess the rationale is Iowa and Penn State have already both been featured on Game Day this year, so they're trying to mix it up. But like fair. We're not we're not talking about going to like App State versus Coastal. Like people know Oklahoma and Texas already. You're right. Not, you don't have to go out of the way for them. Arkansas um, Ole Miss would have even been fun. It would have. Um, although they were just at Arkansas, so that or an Arkansas game, excuse me. Okay. And that that turned out well. Um but I uh, I got to go with Oklahoma here. It's it doesn't it doesn't matter who is coaching over at Texas. Just it it is an all time ridiculous, almost even fluky game for Texas to be able to beat Oklahoma in this game. Um, I just I don't have the confidence in year one um, Steve Sarkeesian doing that, even as vulnerable as Oklahoma has looked. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Oklahoma is trying their hardest to play themselves out of uh, the playoff, but they're never really out of it until they actually lose a game. I don't think that comes this week, but um, weirdly, I have more confidence in that happening in Budlam this year. Uh, I was just going to say the same thing. Just all kinds of backwards brain thinking, but right. we're going, we're going with it. Uh, but I, I think Oklahoma gets out of this one. Last up, Arkansas-Ole Miss, as we mentioned. Um, surprising ranked SEC West matchup um, coming into the season, but now that we've seen both these teams, we have certainly seen them at their lowest after right. last week, and this is a great opportunity to either bounce back or you know, be mentally weak and still be thinking about that game and get blown out again what are you expecting to happen here
1: i think uh i don't think a lot changes for Ole miss i think they they stick to the same game plan honestly just a lot of it is chalked up to road game at alabama for for why they saw some struggles they really need to fix up the defense i think that's where arkansas's offense can thrive is in the run game um if jefferson feels Good enough to be able to run. He took quite a lot of hits last week and was already coming in with a bit of an injury. Um they they really need to get the run game going. Arkansas does, but I think Ole Miss wins this one. They've just got too much firepower offensively. I I think. Uh you score 21 against Alabama's defense. That's a pretty good day. Yeah. Uh that's
0: kind of what I was talking about. Like, I I really don't um like Arkansas's opinion, in my mind, like I don't think they go down that much just based on Georgia annihilating them because Georgia has just been that good this year and they're really only two good teams in college football nationally. They will play uh, significantly better than last week. Like
1: you're you're not gonna they, run
0: into the buzzhouse that is Georgia.
1: They have to yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, Ole Miss's defense is exactly what you want to see after right. Performance. If we're talking about good football teams, obviously you know Vanderbilt would be great. But <laughs> yes, yes. Can, if we're talking about you know ranked SEC teams, Ole Miss is about as good as you can hope for. Um, exactly. That being said, I think Ole Miss still wins this game at home. And um, this is, in my mind, the battle for a second best team in the SEC West. I'm still not a believer in, in Auburn fully, um, and I mean. LSU is fraudulent, as I've said already. So I'm not going to crown Bo for getting a win there on the road. And you know what we all think about AM. So this is the game. uh, This is the game that uh, Nick Saban's going to be watching closely on film to see if Arkansas can challenge Ole Miss at all. um, Because that's a big game coming up later in the season. But I, I think Arkansas performs better than last week. Because they simply have to, but they're just not going to have enough answers for Lane Kiffin's offense.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you there. I think even on a bad like again, even on a bad day, we saw Ole Miss put up 21 points. They can and should score more than that against Arkansas. And I I don't feel confident that Arkansas's offense can put up 28, 35. I, I don't know if they can do it against this Ole Miss team. Yeah, that was a horrible
0: day for Ole Miss too, um, and you know that's it's kind of one of those things that they they got absolutely dominated, made it look a little closer on the scoreboard. Um, but yeah, it's we're talking about two teams playing Alabama and Georgia. You almost throw last week out, but uh, yeah, I've definitely have way more confidence in Ole Miss right now. Um, so I'm gonna throw my faith in the lane train. See what happens. That is it for this week. We will be back later in the week for spread option where some of our fortunes slightly improved over earlier weeks in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so happy about that. We will recap week 5 from a gambling perspective and preview these games and more from a gambling perspective for week 6. They will be heavy cards once again, I'm sure, so keep an eye out for that. And once week 6 Wraps up. We will be back here to talk about it with you. Um, so check it out. We will see you then.